This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 415. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 415. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Let's dive on in. So it's no secret if you follow me on social media that 2020 has kicked my butt a million times over and over around the block, down the street, through the alley. (laughs) And someday I'll share more about all the ways. But right now, I just want you to know that being able to show up in your ear on Monday is giving me life. So I will tell you for me, It is so valuable and beneficial and meaningful when I have a focus that is bigger than myself when things are a little tough. So I just want to thank you for being the thing that is keeping me focused, that is keeping me fired up, that is keeping me really able to discern what's really important. And I've said this a few times on Facebook Live in our Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook, but I keep reminding myself when things are hard. I only need to ask myself a few questions to decide like what's the next best step. And I need to just keep asking, who am I? Who am I becoming? Where am I going? 
And what's the impact I want to have? And if I can stay focused on all of that, then so much of the other noise just goes away and it becomes so much less significant. And it really allows me to stay focused on what matters. And so I've given that a lot of consideration in 2020 because there's been a lot of really big distractions that have been heavy and hard. And so I just want to thank you for being that place for me to recognize, like, I know who I am and I know who I'm becoming. And it is so tied into this community. I know where I'm going. I know how I want to have impact. And I'm just staying like, nose to the grindstone. Is that the right saying? Nose to the grindstone? You know what I mean. I'm staying hyper-focused on what counts, what matters, where I can have the most impact and really trying to put my blinders on and drown out the noise otherwise, because I think that's what we need to do at times. That is what we need to do. We need to be focused on what we can control, what we want, what we can manage, where we want to have impact and really stay focused in the direction of our dreams because there are so many opportunities to get derailed. Holy cow, so many opportunities. Even under the best of circumstances, there are opportunities to get derailed. So just giving you all hugs and high fives if you are off to a rocky start this year. And I want to, with that, dive into our Shameless Mom of the Week because Shameless Mom of the Week is Emily J.H., So for those of you who aren't aware, we have Shameless Mom of the Week every week. I should have let you know that first. So our Shameless Mom of the Week comes from our reviews in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So if you go to shamelessmom.com slash review and leave a review for the show and let me know how the show has impacted you, you might just be nominated Shameless Mom of the Week and get a little shout out on the show. So Emily J.H. says, celebrating two years with the SMA. Sarah Dean is like the older sister that has been through it, validates you, and gives you the tips you need to get through it yourself. Thank you for keeping me sane. I love this. I love that it is to the point and also acknowledges all the things I needed to hear right now. So first of all, two-year SMA anniversary. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Emily, for listening for two years. I love that. I'm so honored to have been in your life. Two years, that's like about 200 episodes of the show. So that's not a small commitment on your part. So thank you for tuning in. I hope that the impact has been great. I also appreciate that you feel validated by being here, that you feel validated by listening to the show. I think that what we consume matters a lot and that you should feel validation in what you listen to. Now, we're going to talk in a minute about something where you, like, I don't want you only in echo chambers of validation because that's not always the best place to be either. But when you are looking to get through hard things, when you are looking to live your best life, to move in the direction of your dreams, all of those things, absolutely, I want you to be in a place that validates you. So delighted, Emily, to have you as Shameless Mom of the Week. Thank you. Thank you for the review. With all that said, we're going to be talking about Black History Month today, which I'm really excited about. And I think that it's really important I'm a white woman. It's really important for me that I am not only in places where I am constantly validated around myself when I am a person of privilege. And so I'm going to talk about what I am doing to acknowledge my privilege, really own it. What am I doing to truly see color? It's so, so important that we truly see color. What I am doing to be an accomplice over being an ally. And I'll explain the differences between those things. And I'm going to talk about learning and application. And so I'm going to dive into all of this. I think this is a really important conversation. Oh, I should also tell you, I'm going to tell you how I've screwed up. So definitely screwed up some things. So I'll tell you that as well. This is not the first episode I've done on white privilege. I did another episode about this a while ago, and I will link to that episode as well. But I think this is a really important ongoing conversation. And the reason I wanted to talk about this right now is obviously because it's Black History Month. I also think there's an opportunity for me to share a way that I've completely screwed up honoring Black History Month, which I'll be doing in a minute. 
And then most importantly, I wanna share some resources with you that will allow you to support other black mamas. I have a list of podcasters for you that are amazing. And all black women, mostly moms. So I'm going to be making some recommendations. I'm going to be sharing some books that I think every person should read, every white person especially should read. I think that we just need to arm ourselves with information in order to do a much better job for those of us who have the privilege of being of lighter skin. And so for, you know, for anyone who's white, for sure, but even of lighter skin of other races, there's inherent privilege there as well. I will say this is not an easy conversation for me to have. I don't want to be praised for like stepping out of my comfort zone or anything, but I think it's important for me to acknowledge this is uncomfortable for me because I hope that you seeing me being uncomfortable will encourage you to be uncomfortable and have similar conversations. I think that we need to be talking about this in so many spaces. And I think that white people need to be talking about this and we're not. I think that white moms need to be talking about this and we're not. So I am willing to do that here on this platform, but I'm going to fully own that I get very tripped up in my own perfectionism because I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't want to be insensitive. I don't want to be offensive in any way. And so I often, I mean, I'll tell you, like I wanted to do this episode like two weeks ago and I was like, oh, I need to like compile some more resources and I need to get my messaging right and things like that. But the thing is, that's a luxury, right? Like that's my privilege right there. I've been trying to really catch myself around that. So I'm going to start off with letting you know how I just completely screwed up Black History Month. So I will be fully transparent in letting you know that there are times when I do not plan out podcast content way in advance. So sometimes it is a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday afternoon, and I'm like, holy cow, I need to record something for next Monday, like right now. And so when that happens, and I do try to be a little bit more on top of things, but when that happens, I'm just like, what's top of mind and what does the community need most right now? And I'm not always thinking about what's going on on a bigger level in the world or in terms of like where we're at on a timeline or on a calendar year. And so it was already February when I was like, oh, huh, Black History Month. I should have planned for that. Like right there was, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh man, like here I am wanting to be someone who's so conscientious about this and someone who is willing to lead uncomfortable conversations and someone who really wants to be seen as someone who's very intentionally inclusive. I totally dropped the ball on planning content in advance for Black History Month because what I would have done if I had thought about this ahead of time is I would have only had Black women guests this month and that didn't happen. And I'm super mad at myself that I did not make that happen. So I just want you to know that like, as soon as I realized that, I thought, oh, I could have done so much more and I could have planned better. And there was a piece of me that was like, well, I could just pretend I'm not noticing that it's Black History Month. I could just not acknowledge it altogether since I feel like I'm not doing it justice by just using one episode to talk about it. But then I thought, you know, that would be privileged to be like, I'm just going to pretend I don't notice and not have the uncomfortable conversation and not say like, oh, I could have done a way better job on this. So now I will tell you now that next year, I mean, we have women of color on all the time and I have black moms on often. And if you are a black mom and you want to come share your story on the Shameless Mom Academy, holy cow, reach out to me because I am here for it. So I will tell you though, that I am already planning for next year. All of our guests during Black History Month will be black women. So that's done. (laughs) That's on the agenda. Now I'm ahead of the game, right? If I'm planning for 2021. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, 
is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. The last thing I want to say before we dive into how to be a better ally, how to be a better accomplice, how to really push yourself into those uncomfortable spaces to actually make a difference is that I want to say I had a really great conversation with someone on my team the other day. I think it's worth sharing. So woman of color, black woman, mom on my team. And I went to her and I said, I have to tell you, I feel like the celebration around Black History Month this year feels really different to me. And I said, I don't know. Like I said, this might be really ignorant. So this is what I say a lot when I don't know if I'm saying something that might come across as like weird, ignorant, offensive, stupid, insensitive. So I said, this might sound ignorant, but what I'm seeing is I'm not seeing as much history lessons, which very important, absolutely so, so important. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I'm seeing a lot of celebrations of Black women who are living and teaching and preaching and changing the world in dramatic ways and leading coalitions and alliances and companies and organizations and nations and like all these things to really show us the importance of acknowledging Black history as American history and also the importance of acknowledging amazing work being done by Black people because there are many people that minimize Black people's value and Black people's worth and Black people's work still. And so to be able to witness so much celebration this month has been really, really cool to me. And so I said this to my team member. I said, hey, I'm noticing the celebration and it just has a different feel to me. It feels so celebratory and there's a lightness to it and there's a power to it rather than a heaviness and a sadness. And I said, I don't want to discount the importance of us understanding the history and understanding the heaviness and the sadness because that is critically important. But I also love seeing the celebratory side of this month. And I think it's really powerful. And I think it gives us momentum moving forward. And so for me, that's been a shift. And she was like, yeah, she said, I'm feeling that shift as well and noticing that shift as well. And so 
that was a, an interesting conversation for us to be able to have that conversation back and forth. And for me to be like, here's what I'm seeing as a white woman. Like, is this what you're seeing or is it just me? Or am I like not in the right spaces to know what's really going on? And she told me her experience as well. And we were able to have a connection over that, which was really great. And so that's just one really small example where you can assert yourself and say like, hey, this might sound ignorant, but here's what I'm seeing. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think? What are you seeing? Are you noticing this? So we can go into conversations about race and they we can create that space for acknowledgement that like, I'm not sure if this is the correct way to broach this, but also I'm curious. Like I want to openly lead with curiosity and compassion so that I can learn better, do better, be better around this in order to create space, in order to elevate women of color, in order to elevate black women in particular. And so really being open about that. So that was cool to have that conversation and for us to have that mutual sense of this year has been a little different that way, that 2020 is, there seems to be a bit of a shift. So the next part we're going to dive into now is all about like how you can do better. (laughs) And so the first thing is owning your privilege, own your privilege. If you are not a black person, you innately have more privilege than a black person. And if you are a white person, you have a lot more privilege than a black person. And so really owning that privilege from the get-go And that doesn't mean that you're not compassionate. It doesn't mean that you're not empathetic. It doesn't mean that you aren't like up to speed on all sorts of things. It just means that you're acknowledging that you, by virtue of being born white, have different opportunities and different privileges. And that's just there. And if you acknowledge that and own it, then you can move forward from there. There's going to be a lot of problems if you can't own your privilege. That is going to actually be oppressive to those who don't have the same luxury afforded to them. The next piece is actually seeing color, really seeing color. And this is where we get into knowing the history and reading the books and reading the books that are not always just the books taught in classrooms and the common books about the common people, like the most popular names like Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, really learning beyond that. We actually had the opportunity to go to any school and see a speaker. His name's Christian Page. He's in the Seattle area. He was phenomenal. He was talking about race and he had talked to the middle schoolers at the school. And then he came in to talk to the parents as well. And he did a great job talking about how history books and curriculum in general is basically designed by a couple groups of people, predominantly white with a very limited perspective on history. And so what kids are getting in history books is very limited information through a very specific lens, and it is not fully accurate, and it is not fully inclusive. And so as a parent, how can you be bringing in additional resources for your children and having additional conversations so that they are not only learning in a couple paragraphs of a history book about what black history really is? So that is why it's important for us to see color, because if you say that you are colorblind, if you say that you don't see color and that you just treat everyone equal, then you are not acknowledging the hardships and the atrocities and the systemic discrimination, systemic prejudices that black people have faced and continue to face every single day. So when you say that you are colorblind, that is very hurtful to someone who is not white because you are not seeing them for what they've had to overcome. You're not seeing their people for what they've had to overcome. You are only seeing yourself and you are only keeping yourself comfortable at their expense. 
So that is where seeing color is very important. And I know for some people that can be a really big flip because for some people they've been taught that we should say, oh, but I'm colorblind, I treat everyone the same. Well, actually, if you are not colorblind and you can see, hey, that person over there who's black, I don't wanna treat them the same. I actually wanna afford them more consideration because they've had to overcome more. They don't have the same opportunities innately that I have. So I'm gonna actually give them more consideration than someone else. That is actually very appropriate, but that can only be done if you're openly acknowledging that I see color and I see, I know what that represents. And I know how representation has been so lacking for black people in particular. And so I'm going to then take that into consideration when I make decisions, when I create invitations, when I step into opportunities, when I make decisions around where I'm spending time, money, resources. The next piece of this is seeing where color is missing. So when you see color is missing, what do you do about it? When you notice that there is a lack of representation, do you say something? I got into this ugly Facebook conversation a while ago. I guess in my mind, it was ugly. I don't know if it was in the other in the eyes of the other people participating. But and I don't remember if I talked about this on the show or not. But there is an event that I've been invited to year after year. Every year I get the flyer and it's held by someone who I have great respect for in terms of this guy. He's a very entrepreneurial. He's supported many ridiculously successful entrepreneurs. And so I'm always interested in what he's doing and who he's spending time with. So he has an event every year and every year I get the flyer with an invitation to the event. And every year it's like nine white guys one white woman and maybe one black person, maybe. Some years it's just all white people and like 10 white guys and one white woman. So this year he posted a picture and every year I'm like, if this event is for white men, cool, but why am I getting the flyer? Like, I don't understand why I'm being invited because I don't see myself anywhere in this. And as a white person who has a lot of privilege, like, I just don't feel represented in this group of people. So if I'm feeling that way, I'm sure there's many other people who are feeling that way as well. And so he was posting pictures from the event in live time on social media. And there was a panel and it was a panel of like six white guys and one woman. And they were talking about how the event is going so well and how honored they are to have the best and the best of the industry and all these people on stage. And so I commented and I said, Hey, this event looks like you have some really powerhouse names on stage. That's amazing. And I have to let you know, I get invited to this event every year. I'm waiting and hoping that there will be more women speaking and leading and more people of color because I don't see a lot of representation in this leaders that you select and the speakers that you have on stage. And I feel like maybe this event is just geared toward white men. Well, as you can imagine, that didn't go over super well. So they got back on the page, they commented back and they said, no, it's not about color. We just have the best of the best on stage. And I was like, okay, so actually, I'm sure that's not your intention to be discriminatory, but that sounds super discriminatory. It sounds like you're saying that the best of the best, and this panel in particular was like marketing. It sounds like you're saying that the best of the best in marketing just happened to be all white men. I think you could try harder than that. I think you could do better. And I said, I'm sure that you don't mean to be offensive, but that totally sounds offensive, right? When you say, oh, what? And that's very much like saying, well, we're colorblind. We're only picking the best of the best. Try harder. Like There's plenty of people of color who are amazing at marketing. I could give you a list of women who have multi-million dollar businesses who are marketing badasses, who are not white. So we have to try harder, we have to do better, right? And so where can you call out situations where representation is not happening? Where can you call out situations where you don't see black people represented? 
The next piece of this is specifically asking about diversity, equity, and inclusion before committing to an event. And so I've done this where I, in fact, I did this before my keynote talk I gave a couple weeks ago. I reached out to the event host and I said, hey, I'm really excited about this opportunity and I have some questions about other presenters. And I said, you know, I'm curious who else is going to be on stage and what your commitment to diversity in speakers is. And oh my gosh, she had like the most amazing. And she's like, well, we're doing this and we're doing this. And then we're having these people. So we were actually on the event was held on an Indian reservation. And so she's like, here's what we're doing to get the local indigenous people involved. We're going to have them up on stage. One of the women speakers had fled the Cambodian genocide years ago. They had just a ton of diversity. There was a Chicana woman who's a judge. It was amazing. So there was lots of diversity in terms of representation. There was also within the crowd and on stage, there was diversity among sexual orientation. There was diversity in the crowd among gender identification. Just a huge commitment to making sure there was diversity and inclusion and acknowledgement of conversation around that throughout the event. It was amazing. And it was so impressive. And I was like, yes, like this is what I want to be involved in for sure. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So asking about that in advance, asking about and noticing when you see an event or you see just groups of people noticing like, oh, it looks like that's all white people. Is this specifically for white people? Because here's the thing. Most people aren't consciously like, hey, I'm having an event just for white people. But if you're not actively seeking diversity and seeking inclusion, it doesn't happen by itself. So where are you creating space for that to happen? And yes, that takes work. And yes, you can do it because that's what privileged people need to be doing. Next is talking to your kids about race. How are you talking to your kids about race? How are you bringing this up now? 
How do you talk about it from very early on? This should be something that, you know, we're starting to talk with Vinny about this now as a first grader and as a seven-year-old in first grade, we're starting to talk to him about this because he needs to know that there's kids in his class who are going to have differences in their lifestyles, sometimes based on color, sometimes based on other circumstances and situations. And we want him to be aware of all of that. As he gets older, I want him to know that there might be things that happen on the playground. There might be names that black kids are called. And I want him to have a plan for like, if you see this happening, what would you do? Because I want to make sure that my kid is also an ally. It's not enough for just for my husband and I to be allies. So talking to your kids about race and making sure that your kids, that there's representation of race in the household, looking at the books that your kids are reading, looking at the TV shows and the cartoons and the apps that they're using, all of that matters so that everything is not just whitewashed, so that it's not just a bunch of white kids and a bunch of white books and a bunch of white. And especially if your kids are in white populations primarily, what is your commitment to bringing them out of that and giving them exposure to other people? to people that look different than them, and to having a commitment to recognizing other people's history. And then I want to talk about being an accomplice over an ally. So you've probably heard the word ally, and allies are people who have great intentions. They want to support the plight of people of color. They want to support people from marginalized groups, but they want to do it often in a way that's comfortable to them. So it's like the resharing of things on social media, things that are low risk, right? But what are you doing to be an accomplice? So an accomplice means that you are willing to act with and act for oppressed people and accept fallout for that because that might be what happens. So you're willing to take action in a way that can be risky, that can be uncomfortable, that could be potentially dangerous in one way or another. It could be dangerous for your reputation. So an example of being an accomplice would be me coming on a podcast and talking about what I'm doing, talking about how I'm screwing up and being willing to take whatever fallout comes from this. I will tell you when I do episodes like this, people come into my reviews in iTunes and Apple podcasts and they say, yeah, she's a little too political. That's what people think about, say when I talk about race. I'm willing to take that. I'm willing to lose listeners for people who think that I'm quote unquote too political when I talk about race because I don't see race as a political issue at all. And I think that that is actually an overtly racist statement <laughs> when someone says something like that. So that's the difference between being an accomplice and an ally. And allyship is great, but how can you take it to the next level and how can you put it into action? Because words without action are pretty disingenuous over time. Action was what really matters. And so action means going to the meetings, asking the hard questions, having uncomfortable conversations. Action means doing the work consistently. And that's really uncomfortable. So some of the ways that I've done this in smaller ways that are not so public facing is reading books. Like I'm constantly reading a book about race and privilege. I have a list of books that I'm reading. I'm constantly following people online. Like my goal is to always be adding to who are the women of color that I'm following. That is who I want to be following more of constantly on social media. So I'm constantly like in Instagram, finding women of color who are just total badasses and following what they're doing and seeing how they're creating power in this world and seeing how they are creating momentum and contributing in amazing, amazing ways that I wouldn't otherwise have known about if I didn't go looking for it. And those are the women that I am trying to connect with and invite on the show and bring to my events and all those kinds of things as well. And so behind the scenes, I'm consciously looking constantly for how can I learn from other women in order to do better. And what I do in those situations, there's a lot of black women activists that I follow and I follow what they're saying and I give them 
I'm deeply grateful for their work because when you do work in this space, you will learn quickly that it is no black person's job to explain to you why their life has been hard or to explain to you the hardships that they have faced because of the color of their skin. You can Google that and you can do your own research. And so noticing who are the black women out here who are showing up and willing to do some education and how can I honor that by reading everything that they post, by buying their books, by paying for their programs and by being engaged in their communities and acknowledging like I'm here to learn and I'm so grateful for what you're doing. So I'm constantly doing that. A couple people that I'm doing that with specifically are Rachel Cargill and Layla, I don't know how to say her last name, S-A-A-D. So Layla Saad and Ijeoma Aluo. So those are the three that I follow on Instagram, like everything that they write, I'm just like, all into. From there, I want to share a handful of books. So, and these will all be linked up in the show notes, but some fantastic reads. I've not read all of these books. They are like, I've either read them or they are on my nightstand. So you want to talk about Race by Ijeoma Alua, who I just mentioned earlier, White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. This Will Be My Undoing by Morgan Jerkins. Me and White Supremacy, new book from Layla Syed. And she is amazing and such a powerhouse. And I want everyone to go support her with her book launch. So go get me in white supremacy and how to be an anti-racist by Ibram Kendi. So these are kind of the top picks right now that I am leaning into and wanting to learn from. And then let's talk about some black mama podcasters. So I want to give you a list of women who are total badass podcasters. Some are in this community. So I'm going to give them a shout out. Some are women I've been following for a long time. One of them is my current coach. So lots of different connections here. So I want to start with Laura Cathcart Robbins. She has the podcast called The Only One in the Room. These again will all be linked up in the show notes, but I want you to go and subscribe to them for sure. So The Only One in the Room podcast with Laura Cathcart Robbins. She's our opening keynote speaker at Shameless MomCon, which you need to be there to see her. She talks about her experiences being the only one in the room, being the only black woman in the room at an event for 600 writers a few years ago. We have Nikita Burks-Hale, who has the Journey Girl Magic podcast. She is on my team. She does personal development and empowerment for Black women. We have Naomi Clark, the Outspoken Girlfriend podcast. So she also does personal development, and she is all things like sugar and spice and sassy and sweet. Love her. We have Tavana Givens, who's been on the show, and she came on the show to talk about her experience in becoming a widow, and she's about to launch her podcast, so keep an eye out for this. I'll talk about it in the community when it goes live, but her podcast is going to be called She Is Still Standing, which will be a space for women to overcome loss, which is going to be phenomenal. Next, we have my good friend, Omalara. So Dr. Omalara Owemadimo, and she has the podcast Supermom Rehab, which is specifically conversations with other black mamas and black women. And I was on there too, so I guess it's not exclusively, but it's a lot of conversations around race and motherhood, which are super powerful. She's also a lot of fun and she's a doctor. And she also has a little bit of her focus shifting into working with other black female doctors, which is super, super cool. We also have my friend Jamila Payne. She has the Daily Success Show. So she has a podcast for business-based women. And then we have Nicole Walters, also a podcast for business owners, the Nicole Walters podcast. And lastly, we have Rachel Rogers, my business coach, with the formerly Million Dollar Badass podcast, which has just been renamed, rebranded to be the Hello 7 podcast. So there is a fantastic list of places that you can go to get some exposure to amazing black women, mostly black moms doing 
powerful things. I'll have all that linked up in the show notes. What I want to really impress upon you and really encourage you to do is notice your influences and notice who are you learning from? And are you only learning from other white people in your space? Are you only putting yourself in places where white people exist in an echo chamber of white organizations, white communities, all those kinds of things, really looking at how are you connecting with people who are different than you, learning about people who are different than you, learning how to be supportive of people who have been oppressed and do not have the same rights that you have had even though maybe on paper they're supposed to have the same rights, but they actually are not afforded that luxury of being given those rights in many circumstances. So really checking in with yourself to look at how am I stepping up to be an ally and how am I taking it to the next level to be an accomplice? So I hope this has been helpful for you. I will continue to be talking about race. I think it is so crucial, so critical if we want to be really creating safe spaces for everyone, and which I think is a massive responsibility in motherhood that I take very seriously. So I will be continuing this conversation about how we can learn more, do better, apply what we're learning, and continue to create spaces that are safe for all people, and that also really intentionally create safe, high-integrity places of high conscientiousness for people who have been oppressed to rise up and to really elevate people who have maybe not been seen or have actively been oppressed historically and currently. So I appreciate you listening in today. I hope you've learned something. I hope you are gonna do actually take action. This is an episode I would like to see you actually take action on. I will also continue to show up and talk about how I'm doing in owning my privilege and where I'm messing up because I think there has to be a place for white people to say like, I'm doing this and I totally mess it up sometimes because if we can only do this through a lens of perfection, none of us will do anything and that would be so damaging. So there is inherent risk in speaking up and I'm willing to take that risk and take one for the team anytime I can so that we can all do better as we move forward. So this conversation will be continued, but thank you for joining me today. Go put this into action by getting the books, by listening to the podcast, by learning from some of these amazing black mamas that I just shared with you, expanding your podcast library with these recommendations and being so shameless as you explore race, explore your relationship with race and really take responsibility for what you want that to look like in your life. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. 
Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.